This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. We give them away. Like those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access uh, to their websites. We do it for free at freetalklive.com. Let's go straight to the phones because this is the show about your calls and talk to Mark in Indianapolis, or rather Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, not much. I just want to ask you, Ian, how uh, you talked, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago at least, about uh, your, um, your whole planning on uh, uh, like a uh, non governmental well, marriage, but non governmental. Well, actually, my former girlfriend and I were going to have a uh, ceremonial marriage. My current girlfriend, and, and it would have been non-governmental, my current girlfriend and I, not interested in, in any sort of ceremony at all, so we're just not even oh, going. Okay, was that, was, that was Julia, right? That Julia is my current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the current one? Yes. What, okay, but what yeah, was I your question? I mean, I can still answer questions about the non-governmental marriage. What was your question? Well, it sounds like a really good idea. I mean, the government raised people's lives all the time, and including a marriage, too, with, you know, being involved in the courts and, uh, you know, alimony, child support, all that stuff. And being able to set the terms and conditions on your own as a couple seem, you know, and as far as the state goes and property and all that, and who gets what, and when you get that in your marriage, it sounds yeah. like a really good idea. I think it's well, a good idea, but you, you, there's something you're going to run into. And that is that your family, your parents, if like if your parents and their opinions are important to you, you may find that they're going to get offended or upset for some reason. Uh, we we discovered that most people. Now it was interesting. The the priest, the guy that that uh, we had approached to to do the marriage, he was cool with it. He'd never been approached about something like that before, but he was he basically said. Hey, great! I don't have to fill out all this paperwork now. <laughs> so he was cool with it, but the the family members didn't quite get it. They uh, they were very confused. They were a little bit that for some reason they were offended that we weren't getting a government marriage. They felt like it wasn't legitimate. I um, think mostly it would be uh, the women's side of the uh, uh, family would would be concerned. Mostly the female side. I don't know if any any males ever actually registered well, any concern. That's because yeah. the family law is uh, slanted towards women. Well, yeah. I have, um, I'm not dating anyone, of course, to get married, none of that, but I got some friends that are, and I'm like, look, you know, what is it, 51% of people now in the U.S. get divorced, and mm-hmm. you always hear people, you know, moaning and griping about their divorce and how nasty it is and all that, and I'm like, that's because the government's involved. I'm like, yep. get it out, get an attorney, get it, you know, go through private arbitration. You can make up what you want out of it. Well, you can't exactly, there, there, uh, there is a snag in this. Don't think that it's the, uh, the, the answer to everything. That snag is when you, uh, have children, whether you adopt them or whether you have your own, family law still comes into play there. And, you know, it, it's still, there's a lot of disputes um, that go on in that particular arena. It does, it solves some problems, it doesn't solve them all. What would happen, just, I'm sorry, just a, just a uh, curious question I have. We know some people here in New Hampshire that had kids outside of the system. You know, they didn't fill out the Social Security registration paperwork. There's no papers on these kids. They haven't gone to government school. Effectively, the government doesn't know they exist. And they don't have a Social Security card, right? Right. What happens then? What happens if if that couple, who seem to be getting along just great, by the way, but what happens if that couple splits up and then you've got the kid? Well, to deal with, and they can't agree on, on what to do. What happens then? I know in New Hampshire, it's a three-year is common law in New Hampshire. So if you're with someone and you're acting like you're married for three years, here at least, um, you'd be seen as 
married in the lives of the the law in New Hampshire. Hmm. I don't know how I don't know how one would would counteract that sort of thing. Um, I I don't know much about those laws, and I don't know if you could preempt that by you know writing your own contract, basically saying that your relationship doesn't exist underneath government law. I don't know if that's right. a possibility or something, but but nonetheless, I mean, taking these these steps certainly is going to show that you are not interested in this government marriage, and it seems to me just nutso uh, to involve a third party known as a government, in in an agreement that's between two people that love one another. Well, it's mostly okay when you're talking about um, two people being married. In most states, it's pretty, it's pretty much all right. Now, California's a mess on alimony and palimony and all that nonsense. But, you know, if you have a prenup, um, the prenup mostly works as, uh, as far as, um, you know, family law goes and that kind of thing. But when you start, it's the kids that really throw the monkey wrench into the whole thing. Mark, you were saying? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, people talk about, you know, the whole current gay, gay marriage debate, and mm. both sides just don't get it. It's like, nope. you know, the whole concept of government marriage hasn't even been around that long, and it's, it, it doesn't seem to be doing that good today, so. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, get, getting private contracts involved. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are actually with us on this one. We just did a, on the last episode of Free Minds TV, we did a keen question where we went out and, and asked people, what involvement should government have in marriage? And overwhelmingly, we were so surprised that almost everyone we asked said none. And uh, we actually, when we showed the clip on the show, we got a, the next caller called in after it said, you edited the, those clips down. You knew who you were asking. This is faked. And we're like, it's absolutely not. We're showing exactly what people responded. People don't want the, at least here, there's a lot of people who don't want the government marriage. It makes no sense for him to be there. It makes sense that people would feel that way. It's just that they feel so imposed upon. Once again, it's the government that's defeated people into thinking that, well, there's no other option. I have to go and get this government marriage license if I want my marriage to be legitimate. They've been dominating it for so long that people have just been beaten down and they don't believe that they can, uh, that there's another choice. And they don't believe that the, it's possible to get the government out of it. And, uh, and Mark, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, marriage is really important to a lot of people. And it seems to me that if marriage is important to you as an institution of of love between two individuals, whether they be male and female or male and male or female and female, if it's important to you, that agreement, then it seems to to me to be a little bit on the nuts side to actually involve the government. I know most people don't realize that they could maybe have a marriage without the government because they're used to, well, you have to go through this process and it involves the government. No. Stop it. Just take the government out of it. It really and seems like an insult. I mean, absolutely. if you, if you love is. someone, you have to ask permission and bow down and get the government's permission for that. And I mean, pay them. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't. Well, here's what doesn't make any sense. What you have is a contractual arrangement. And there's lots of common contractual arrangements out there. You don't have to go to the government and get a partnership license when you go into business if you and i decided to go into a window cleaning business toby i don't have to go to the government and get a um you know a license to be you know connected with you right. as far as a partnership i do have to get a license to do business in that town but you know that's that's another issue issue entirely they don't care with whom i do it that's a very common contractual um arrangement mm -hmm. there's all kinds of contractual arrangement arrangements out there they're done um you know regularly you don't need to uh, get a uh, license from the government to put your will into play. You don't need that. You don't need the government to get married. Hey, it's ridiculous. George Washington didn't need the government to get married. And, and, and the fact is, nobody needs it. 
you just don't need it. Now, there are, you know, sometimes jobs will mandate that you uh, be married if you're going to benefit from those, you know, whatever benefits they have. And that's probably the uh, single biggest issue for most people. Some people will have the uh, family issue. Jumping back to the family objection, and Mm -hmm. it's something that I saw a lot of with my former girlfriend. And you're right. A lot of it was based on, and I know this because... Her mother had, you know, taken her aside when I wasn't around and talked to her about these things. A lot of it was based on the idea that, oh, well, you're not protected in this particular, uh, well, this particular agreement. Well, if you want protections, write up a contract. Is there a reason you'd have to even tell the entire family? Maybe, I mean, it gets into a tricky situation, but if you're just with someone and you're just getting married, who would know the difference whether the legal document was there or not? You know, that's an excellent question, and I don't know why um, nobody thought of that. Maybe it's because the church at the time was, was, was her church, and so word might have gotten back anyway. I don't really know. That's a, I don't really have a good answer as to why we, we reveal that information. Or maybe somebody asked the question, well, have you gotten your license yet? If someone asks that question, then what do you do? You well, don't want to lie to people. You don't get a license until 30 days out, or three days out. Up to th- is that right? Yeah, you don't need a license. You get a license they, right I, about the time you're doing it. I thought they have classes. You have to go and you get you apply for the license, and you have to go to marriage classes. Like I can't tell you. Um, every place is different. I didn't. I I got a government marriage um, because of the reason of insurance. I would be mm-hmm. covered for free, which of course I don't have now because my wife doesn't work for the state any longer. <laughs> but um, and and you know, it's just an example of how you know, you, you trade for a little bit. I'm I'm not a sucker. What what what? How does it harm me? You got married, and uh, if you get okay. divorced, things could be messy. You don't think that they're going to be messy anyway? Well, not if you have a, you know, an agreement, I, a I private agreement. I have a prenuptial agreement. agreement, so I mean... Oh, I'm, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's well, good. I'm I didn't covered. know that. Well, I do. I have a contract. Did they make you um, take the syphilis test when you get married? Oh, no, hey, we'll be back. Our, uh, next segment coming up shortly. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. We give them away, uh, though, of course, we do ask you voluntarily support the show. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But in the meantime, you can go and sign up for our updates at updates.freetalklive.com. Best way to know what's going on with the show, because you'll be the first to know when something breaks, something exciting happens, or something's going on. Updates.freetalklive.com. Speaking of exciting things, Mark, how much uh, more time is there left in your auction? You know? Oh, it's uh, that is as exciting. It's done. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Okay. <laughs> Do I want to ask? What the? F- oh, well, you you can uh, you can ask. It's uh, it went for something like three fifty as hey, I recall. Hey, that's not bad. It, it's much less than um, what it's worth. Honestly, but- though, I didn't expect that to. Uh- I didn't expect it to go it's, that high. It's worth significantly more than your your little banners, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is on air advertising. No, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna work for the person. Right, three fifty is a real bargain. I, you know, I mean, I feel a little dirty, but it's all right. Oh, you'll take their damn money, Mark. I will. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So we we were advertising. I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, I know. We were selling uh, commercials on eBay. Um, coming up, by the way sales on ebay we'll have another banner to to, uh, to put up there and i'm going to be selling at some point this summer probably before the movie comes out i'm going to be selling my uh collection of g1 transformers i have 89 it's finally time to let go transformers absolutely it is yeah i think it'd be a perfect time to <laughs> let go it's like a couple weeks before the movie comes out or something like that 
Anyway, so if you uh, are someone who's interested in that sort of thing, be patient. That'll come up soon. 800-259-9231. Coming up, a story about a radio station that has gone commercial-free. Commercial-free radio we'll ex- station? We'll explain. It's pretty I, I need story. To be, I need to be explained to. That's for Let's sure. Let's go first to Germany and talk to Marco. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Marco. Yeah, hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I have to say uh, your show is uh, really great. Thanks, Marco. What's what's on your I mind? I hear the podcast for several weeks now. Mm, cool. Um, we had the podcast well, last week, but okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you had some difficulties uh, yesterday? Yes, we did. Yeah, um, the, there was a technical problem. The t- uh, the equipment overheated. There was no air conditioning, and uh, now there is. Yeah. So everything's okay. Uh, I hope. Okay. Oh. Now on to you, Marco. Uh, What's on your mind today? Germany. Yes. So the topic is um, statism. I mean, uh, I heard what you are talking about. Um, um, what would uh, your worst case scenario for the United States? Um, um, a police state and uh, all this welfare uh, thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a reality in Germany. Also we, we, this is uh, my reality. Uh, so uh, I have Can you to, give us a couple um, of examples? Yeah. Um, if you are moving from one, sta- uh, from one um, town to another town or city, uh, you have to, uh, let me say, uh, check out where are you living now, and then to check in by the uh, local police. With the police? Man, they they do that here in America, but they only do it for convicted felons. No, and they sex do it, offenders. No, wait a minute. Well, they do it with everyone, not with the police, but no. they do require in most states, that, as I understand it, they certainly did in Florida, they require you to um, change your address with the driver's license people. Otherwise, you're committing a crime. So technically, we have that here. You just don't have to call the cops. You call the DMV. Well, um, it, that's a little more insidious than going to the police and saying, hey, I'm moving. Um, here's my new address. I mean, you know, when what you're talking about with a driver's license is your de facto identification. Your identification doesn't really identify you unless it has your address on it, you know? I don't know if I agree. I understand. <laughs> Go ahead, Marco. Anyway, Marco, the other example. It's just one example. I mean, we have a um, um, really totalitarian welfare state here. Yeah. Um, What's the highest I mean, tax um, bracket in Germany? Do you know? Again, please. What is the uh, the highest tax bracket of uh, of your income taxes? Is it like ninety percent? What's the most the German government will take from someone's uh, income? Um, you cannot really uh, say that because there are um, some different kinds of taxes. I mean, they don't call every tax uh, every tax a, a tax. They don't uh, do that here either. Um, That's true. So it's hard to calculate, and and that's why we we agonize sometimes over trying to figure out how much of a uh, what percentage of one's given income ends up in the hands of government every year. And we guess it's probably about sixty percent here in America. I'd imagine it's a little bit higher over there. I would say if you are um, a so-called law-abiding citizen, uh, then you would, and you have an. a little bit higher than the average income, uh, income um, mm-hmm. I think you would pay 90, 95%. Goodness. Wow. wow. That oh, is yeah, nuts. That's, uh, it's really high. But um, uh, the thing is, uh, um, most people with this um, higher income, they don't um, pay it. I mean, they, um, 
they don't follow the law because you can follow the law, um, then you would be uh, rotten, bankrupt. Sure. Are there are there a bunch of loopholes like there are here in the states, like where the you know the richest people they basically can afford to hire the best accountants that know all the loopholes and will get them out of paying as much as possible? Is that what's going on? We know the same. Here's another question for you. Now, I'm not very familiar um, with European geography, but the the countries that surround Germany are they any better? I mean, are are there is there like a brain uh, have, drain yeah, in Germany? Yes, and yes, so-called um, um, people are going to Switzerland or Liechtenstein. Uh, you know, where or to Monaco, the people with really high income, mm-hmm. so they they mustn't pay. Um, income tax there. Marco, do you think there's any hope you for... Michael Schumacher, you know? Michael Schumacher? I don't know that. That uh, word doesn't uh, mean anything the, to us. Uh, the driver, the Formula One. Hmm. Okay, no. okay. The racing, I don't know if the Formula <laughs> One is as popular in uh, the United States. In the yeah. United States, people like NASCAR. <laughs> they like that. Yeah. Um, but... What I'm curious about is, do you think there's any hope for Germany, or is it pretty much, if you love freedom, you have to get out? Like, what, what do you think the, the um, future is? I hope there is um, a future in freedom, and I am um, fighting. But we have um, the problem is if you have an, an um, opinion that's uh, opposing this whole welfare mm-hmm. uh, thing and uh, this whole um, uh, state um, state-minded um, ideology, what then you are uh, suppressed really? because the media. Uh, we have a State media, state Oh my media. goodness! I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was like exclusively is, to China. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm it's sorry a to hear that. Like China. I mean, uh, you have radio. Radio is uh, mostly 100% owned or controlled by the state. Wow, yuck! And, I say you say um, mostly. Is there an exception? We have private. Hold on a second. Is there an exception? You say mostly controlled by the state, almost 100%. Is there a, is there like a lone exception? Is there a pirate radio station out there or something? Uh, you have some no. Um, you have some um, uh, citizen radio. I mean, but hmm. they don't have any. Uh, um. Sounds like a dismal situation, Marco. What I would suggest is that you uh, take a close look at the the Free State Project. And I I, yeah, I heard know the Free State Project. yeah I've heard something though about there being a perhaps a European Free State Project starting up. That might be something yeah. worth looking into as well because I know that. Immigrating to the United States, especially at this time, is uh, a bit of a pain. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And good luck over there. 800-259-9231. Confiscatory taxation, state-run media. Man, how do you turn that around? It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. You just go and grab them up for free at freetalklive.com. 
and SACL. CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment that money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231 is our number. Uh, so there's a story in the news about a radio station in Dallas, Texas, that is going, well, pre-recorded commercial free. I guess would be a more accurate way to put it. According to the New York Times, facing increasing competition from satellite radio and iPods, Clear Channel Communications is trying something radically different at a commercial radio station in Texas. Okay. And that is... Getting rid of the commercials. What? Um, what's the market? Dallas. Okay. Sorry. It's pretty big market. It's, it's huge, yeah. Uh, as of today, KZPS in Dallas on the dial at 92.5 FM uh, will no longer... Z92. <laughs> <laughs> will no longer run traditional 30 or 60 second advertisements. Instead, advertisers sponsor an hour of programming during which a DJ will promote its product conversationally in what the company calls integration smart so it's sort of i don't know if it really is akin to product placement as far as you know on television shows you've got the characters on the tv show that'll hold their soda can just so you can see the coca-cola logo that's that sort of thing i'd say it's pretty darn close to akin to that this will be a little bit more addy because they'll they'll obviously be talking about a company and its services Mm -hmm. But, for example, the DJ will identify Southwest Airlines, which is one of the station's first advertisers, as the sponsor at the beginning of the program. In a prototype provided by the station, the DJ later discusses the South by Southwest Music Festival, a popular annual event held in Austin, and concludes, quote, You know, the best way to get down to Austin for South by Southwest is Southwest Airlines. They have tons of flights. It's the way I travel. I think it's a rock station. So Look, if <laughs> if he's saying it's the way I travel, then he needs to get uh, paid endorsement fees, too. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's probably just a clear channel DJ, and uh, look, he probably doesn't I, know that. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not, I'm not saying Maybe he's getting I, it's a free what ticket. I do. It's not, I, I'm not going to say it's what I do unless I'm getting an endorsement fee. The product-themed uh, chit-chat will account for about two minutes peppered throughout the hour, in contrast to the 12 to 16 minutes of commercials that most stations broadcast per hour. Advertisers won't just own the uh, will own not just the hour, but also their categories. So it'll be exclusive. You know, I wouldn't endorse it either if I didn't believe in the product. I, you know, that's going to be a real that would be a real problem um, for a lot of or at least the uh, jocks that have a say so in their own uh, career. Um, hey, you have to start being a little bit pickier about who you allow to advertise on your show. You right. Don't... I mean, there may be a company out there that uh, I don't agree with that advertises mm-hmm. on the uh, station, and, and you expect me to say... This oh, hour brought to you the by the ONDCP. Right, right. I'm not going to... Yeah, the ONDCP. The drug czar loves you. Not going to do that. Yeah, I understand you, Mark, and, and I'm sure there are some jocks out there that will take that position. But most Lots of, of them will. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a situation in radio today where there's sort of a, a brain drain uh, in that there are there just aren't as many people working. There aren't as ma- there just physically aren't as many jobs. It's true. Uh, a lot of overnight shifts are are voice tracked. A lot of night shifts are voice tracked. The we came from the seventy the seventy fifth market, but Dallas is by no means the seventy fifth. It's certainly not, but but my point still remains. I mean, if this is an idea that will that is successful and spreads, 
then you're going to be dealing with a situation where there are many jocks that are just, you know, they're getting their first gig in radio. They're just happy to be, happy to be behind a microphone, and they'll read whatever it is that the, uh, you know, the program director puts in front of them. So I don't know how, uh, you know, what's what the behind-the-scenes dealings are. Maybe they're giving their jocks free airline tickets. You know, maybe they're getting some sort of perks. Uh, That'd be, be a good idea. But anyways, uh, so there are going to be uh, initial sponsors, four initial sponsors for the station, Southwest Airlines, AT&T, Coors Brewing, and Guitar Center. And will not sell advertising space to other airlines, phone companies, breweries, or musical instrument stores. Clear They're Channel's getting move- the premium, then. Uh, yeah, I, I would bet they are. It's gonna ma- that's well, if gonna- they have exclusivity like that, they certainly are getting a premium. Right, that's going to make an interesting situation for the sales staff. When all you have is four sponsorships to sell. Sounds like a small sales staff. (laughs) Isn't this how some radio started out way back when? I know sponsors. Yeah, with sponsors like this hour brought to you by Winston Cigarette. I know I've heard that a lot of times listening to old radio shows. So so it's going back to its roots then. Essentially, is what's going on here. And you know, Clear Channel. I like I like giving credit where credits due. And Clear Channel. For all the talk about, out there about Clear Channel being this big evil radio behemoth, and they are the radio behemoth. Uh, they're they're the biggest radio broadcaster in the United States, maybe the world. Yeah, I, I'd say in the world if you didn't count some kind of government organization like someplace. And I would still say uh, the world because they they own Clear Channel's huge. They're going to be sixteen hundred stations. Well, now they're selling a lot of their stations. A few in smaller markets. No, a lot of them, like four hundred stations. Mm. And so they're selling a lot of their stations off in, in smaller markets. But I think they'll probably still be the the largest company even after. Oh, they will. Said and done. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, they deserve credit where credit's due. About two or three years ago, they implemented the less is more plan, which changed from th- uh, 60 second spots to 30 second spots and reduced the total number of commercial uh, inventory from 16 minutes as a maximum to 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's even less for music stations. So I think it's 10 minutes. It's somewhere between 10 and 12 minutes for music stations. Anyway, well, they, it was it was 12 when I was on music um, stations. It's, yeah. it's not even that. It can't even be that because it was like thir- um I think it's. Three minutes with three breaks. I don't know. It's they slashed. They slashed and burned as as far as uh, the radio on air inventory was concerned. And you know they they actually took a hit. Uh, they they took a revenue hit as a result of it. But they kept on. They didn't turn around and re increase the size of the commercials. And so you know I think that's a good thing for radio, which is a an industry that is heavily regulated. The the FCC is you know radio's granddaddy basically in that they not, not a move can be made a station sale can't be made you can't uh, upgrade your wattage you can't do can't change your signal you can't do anything in radio without the approval of mommy government and so as a result the industry itself is a little on the stagnant side it it just it's just not free it's not even close to a free market it's one of the, the least Free markets, I think, in America. It's facing a lot of competition coming up now with now internet radio, now with satellite radio. For a long time, it didn't, though. Right, but the, the, all this new competition is within the last decade. It's not going to change the rules that are sitting on radio, which, you know, as an industry, it's going to give it um, give radio problems. But still, the broadcasters themselves are not going to see that, and they're not going to be willing to uh, push for deregulation. Sure. Can scared. you imagine a radio station um, owner saying, yes, we need deregulation. We need to allow um, anybody who wants to set up a radio station to set up a radio station. I can imagine it, but it doesn't seem very likely. It doesn't seem likely. It seems to me that's the way that their event, like, that's the only way it'll work eventually. That's once, the only way radio can survive. Oh, yeah, eventually, as, as other competition gets bigger and starts growing, I mean, they're going to have to do something well, or... The, 
the one thing radio has on its side is the FCC, because the FCC is in control of satellite as well. And the satellite's competition to radio, but it's also regulated by the FCC. And if the National Association of Broadcasters manages to, uh, to lobby the FCC enough, and so the FCC doesn't approve the sale of XM or Sirius, and then one of those two companies folds. Then you'll only, that's the funny thing. Um, you can't, we, we won't let you merge your two stations, but if one of you folds and then there will only be one station, then, well, that's okay. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> So, and of course, they can't do anything to iPod. They can't do anything to uh, to podcast or the internet, and, they and won't. that's going to become a problem for them in about a decade. I would say in, in a decade's time, maybe even sooner. Uh, but nonetheless, what you're seeing here is the radio industry doing what it can to compete. It's trying, man. It really is trying. They want to stay alive. It's still a multi-billion-dollar industry. Oh, yeah. It's still got life in it. And to, I want to, to say that it's dead. Uh, I, I think is it is somewhat um, irresponsible. Now let's take a look at it's um, not dead. Yeah, well, let's take a look at cable and, uh, you know, how that affected uh, TV back in the 80s. You know, everybody said cable's going to kill broadcast television. Not so much. Is they, broadcast television still a viable business model? Absolutely. They're still getting the biggest um, share of the revenue over... Yeah, but they're on cable systems. So what? Right, well, the radio stations are now online as well. So maybe they're they're going to figure it out. More on the way. You can take into, well, they'll either figure it out or they're going to die. A little bit more coming up. Your calls as well about anything. This is Free Talk Live. show is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Voluntarily, you can support the show by going out and buying some Free Talk Live merchandise at store.freetalklive.com. We've got brand new stuff available for you. It's in the pre-order phase right now, including the very hot-selling Free Talk Live 2-gigabyte multi-gadget. It is an MP3 player. It is a flash drive, a voice recorder, an FM tuner, and it's less than 60 bucks. Plus, uh, we've got the Free Talk Live hoodies. There's two of them, a zippered style, pullover style as well. Also, the Free Talk Live ladies t-shirt, the Free Marketeer t-shirt, the new Free Talk Live beanie cap, the Free Marketeer lighter bottle opener combo, and I don't think I'm missing anything. Plus, there's all of our older items, which are great as well. And uh, good quality stuff. We're not selling crap in the Free Talk Live store. So go and uh, place your order today at store.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty and hear and discuss the progress and future of the FSP. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. That's right. We're talking radio, and we're going to get back to it here in a moment, but I want to interrupt here for a call from Lauren Canario, who is on the line. Of course, ladies take precedence, and Lauren's my hero, so she takes ultra precedence. Mm -hmm. Lauren, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, doing super. How are you? Great. What happened today? Where were uh, you? Yes. Today was uh, Ed Brown's sentencing, the uh, tax hero, anti-tax hero, and just wanted to mention that... um, he was. It was really nice to attend a court uh, judgment where there was nobody in chains there. So that's because he didn't show up. You mean? That's right, because he's staying at home, and so is Elaine Brown, his wife. And right. That's. It's like uh, taking the teeth right out of the federal government. There. How <laughs> many people were in the courtroom for this? As a federal court, was it just Ed Brown's trial that was going on, or were there other trials at the same time? That sort of thing. It was just Ed's. Uh, there and there was only seating for about 40 people and the room was pretty full. 
How many of the uh, 40 people there would you say were Ed Brown friendlies? At least 20 or so. Not too shabby. And uh, so you actually went into the court. I know there were a number of people that just didn't feel like going into the courtroom. Uh, what, what would you say the overall turnout was for just Ed, Ed Brown supporters, both inside and outside of the court? Let's see. Well, some were outside to protest, and uh, others uh, were, were only at the trial. Uh, I don't know, 20 or so, I would guess. Not too shabby, and and I would have gone, it's just that there was this emergency in the studio last night, completely forgot about it, and uh, I, I apologize for not making it. But thank goodness there are some activists that are on the ball, and they. I know, Toby, you wanted to, to go out, and something came up for you as well. It's the final week of classes here, so trying right. to graduate. But hey, Ed didn't show up, so I'm not too, uh, you know, I guess concerned about not showing. <laughs> and what's the uh, What was the attitude of the judge in the case, uh, considering that Ed wasn't there and all those protesters were? Did, did he seem to even acknowledge you? Oh, yeah, he um, made a special announcement, and when he saw all the people, uh, he said, well, the room looks full today. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone to be behave and not cause a ruckus, and we'll throw you out if you cause, a, you know, if you're disturbing the court. And and what was the result of uh, of the sentencing? Oh, you mean the sentence itself was yeah. uh, identical for uh, Ed and Elaine. It was 63 months, like, and three years probation of very draconian, strict uh, probation. Now, um, oh, oh, it's a particularly strict probation? Because I was going to say, I, was, I didn't think that was a particularly strict sentence, although um, these are old people, and it's likely that it could kill one or both of them. Well, it sounds actually a little bit lengthy for a, for a tax sentence. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen every single tax case out there, but, I mean, usually you don't get... 10, 15 years for, for tax um, evasion, so-called. So, I don't know, did you feel like it was ex- excessively lengthy compared to what you've seen in the past, Lauren? Um, I haven't got experience with it, but the prosecuting attorney was trying to get a longer sentence, mm. uh, but there were guidelines. Uh, but the prosecuting attorney didn't, uh, you know, file his papers correctly. Yeah, so they just it happens got all the time. The top of the, the, uh, the most penalty they could get under the guidelines, which was 63 months. Now, the, does this include taking his property and stuff, or? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they oh. and they uh, took uh, the what business property in West Lebanon, the and dentist's the office, house yeah, in Plainfield, the house where they're at right now. So they've so they've officially taken that as of now, like that, like today was the day when they decided to finally actually take that property. It was sort of up in the air up until now. I'm not sure. I haven't. And keeping up on the details of the seizures. Do you have any sort of idea for um, if the feds are actually going to go back on their word and uh, and raid the household? Because Ed Brown, in case you don't know, is is holed up in his house in Plainfield, New Hampshire, with his wife, and uh, you know he doesn't want to go to jail. He's a man in his sixties. Uh, he's never harmed anyone else in his life. He just he was a, an exterminator, and he did a, a good job at it. His wife was a dentist. She did a good job. They made people happy. They got paid, and they decided that they owned their own lives, and they wanted to keep their money. And so he's not going anywhere, and he has threatened to shoot at anyone that comes and tries to take him to a jail cell. So do you feel like do you think like it's going to be more likely now that the feds will make a move? Are they are there still people hanging out at the Ed Brown household to where it would be a little bit uh, of a mess if the feds came in, or do you think they're going to wait them out? What's your interpretation of the situation, Lauren? Actually, I thought the, the, most of the danger had passed. I thought they were going to grab them before the sentencing, but other people think they're that it's more dangerous now. I would, think so. I would think so. I would think so. I mean, be at they, any time right now. They have to do it at some point. Otherwise, they've, you know, can you imagine they've given out a sentence that they're not going to enforce? When was the last time that happened? Mm. How will that make them look? 
to people that are paying attention. Smart judge would have just put him under house arrest. Paper tiger? <laughs> that would have been smart. <laughs> so, um, and there are quite a number of people uh, hanging out at the at the house, especially today, because of the sentencing and everything. And, That's uh, good to know. Which brings me to something I saw on the New Ham- on uh, nh3.com's forum today on one of the Ed- on the Ed Brown thread about his sentencing. And someone mentioned that uh, the television station in New Hampshire during their coverage, and I don't think this has really been confirmed yet. But someone mentioned that the feds have now threatened to prosecute anyone who so-called assists the Browns. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, no, I know that's a, a law that uh, harboring a fugitive or aiding a fugitive is a, against the law. And we, we knew that from the beginning, but we've been helping them anyway. So if you were to bring Ed Brown a bowl of soup, you would be considered aiding <laughs> and abetting, basically. I'm sure that some prosecutor would, would find a way to argue that, yes. Yeah. Mm. Lauren, uh, anything else on your mind tonight? Anything else you wanted to share? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the update. I really appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Uh, you guys, thoughts on uh, the Ed Brown situation? Well, I, I hope all the best to him. Um, my recommendation would be, uh, well, get out of the United States as quickly as possible. I don't think he's going to do that. I no, mean, I don't think so either. How? I mean, how would he do it? Come on. Do you think that there's... A, 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 can you imagine that they're efficient enough to just be sitting there waiting? He could I mean, be building a tunnel for the past few months, <laughs> and then the feds finally come in. there's no there. Drive over the border to Canada. I guess there are border uh, crossing points where there aren't guards, right? right well, I, uh, So I've heard. And I can't imagine the guards would be stopping anybody anyway. If so... Well, um, they stop people. Uh, pack a car, go rent another car, drive that car across the border, um, then, then get in an airplane, fly to... Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this this isn't. It's not a complicated plan. Uh, I don't think Ed's going to do that. No, he's he's going to stick his ground and he's not leaving. From what I've heard from him, what I see, I wish him the best of luck. But he's a brave, brave man, yeah, and his definitely wife is as well. She's there too, uh-huh. um, and that's very, very courageous of her. In fact, I would say she's even extra courageous because she came back. After uh, she had already been told by the judge to not go back to the house, she was staying down at her son's house in Massachusetts. She returned to the home in violation of the judge's orders um, just because she loves her husband and she that's what she wanted to do. So, I, I think she made the right choice. It's a choice I'd probably be a little bit too scared to make. I'm not going to lie, but he's a courageous man, and I wish him all the best and hope everything turns out well for him. I hope so, too. Of course, we'll continue to cover the story here as uh, as it develops and uh, wishing Ed Brown the best. I know that he's there holed up in his house, and hopefully they won't make a move on him because, according to Ed, it'll be bloody mm. if they do. Um, so it's either they make a move and they lose a few guys and they look horrible and, and tyrannical. Um, well, for I don't doing think it. they're going to lose anybody. I mean, they're going to they're going to you don't think some, some kind of insertion. Yeah, come on, Ed and Elaine have to sleep. They have to eat. They have right. to live their lives. Yeah, They're going to wait until they're, um, they've, they've probably managed to sneak in there and put bugs in the house. I wouldn't. Yeah, come on. They can't. They're, mm. they're going to get them, and there's not going to be well, a Well, we'll see about that. Maybe you're wrong, Mark. Uh, only time will tell, and uh, we'll, I'm, we'll see how it pans out. I'm certainly not hoping um, for people to die, and I'm hoping that Ed Brown can Well, I'm hoping Ed Brown doesn't go to jail, and I'm hoping he does what it takes. how his supporters go. I know he's had a lot of supporters, people in there, people doing patrols, armed patrols around his property. Is that right? That's from what I heard from people who went up there. They said that they um, were watching people do it. So I don't know if those people are going to stick it out and be with him or not. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see how it develops, and uh, we'll keep you up up to date on the Ed Brown case. 800-259-9231. Coming up, the latest on the VA tech situation. Fred Phelps apparently weighing in. You know, that crazy kook guy who is the head of a church 
what is it, Kentucky or something? Kansas? I think it's Kentucky. I don't know where. Anyway, he's that he's the anti gay church guy, like the most anti gay, just zealotous religious dude. And he's commented and it's pretty outrageous. We'll get to that coming up in hour two. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. We do give them away. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you for access to their sites, we do it free at freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going to talk about Fred Phelps here in a few moments. I have that ready, Mark. But I want to finish up some thoughts on the whole radio situation. Just to recap, for those of you just tuning in in Montana and elsewhere, we, uh, there, we reported last hour on a pretty radical move by a clear channel radio station in Dallas, Texas. Um, according to the New York Times... They are flipping their radio station, which is uh, apparently a classic rock station, KZPS, to zero pre-recorded commercials. So you normally you're used to, if you ever listen to a music radio station, you're used to hearing maybe three, four-minute-long blocks of commercial breaks throughout an hour. And, uh, you know, it's just not working. It's just too much, too many commercials. It's driving people away. People are choosing CDs. People are choosing their MP3 players. They're choosing uh, commercial-free satellite radio. And the radio industry is doing everything it, it can, considering that it's got this crushing FCC regulating it, to try to compete. And so, you know, credit to Clear Channel where it's due. Now, I'm no Clear Channel worshiper. Um, I used Absolutely to work. Absolutely not. I used to work for them. I don't like the way they do uh, their biz, all their business. I don't like their content policies. Um, anyway, so you know, I've got my objections to Clear Channel, but but I got to give them credit where it's due, and that is they've been really the only they've been the only company in the industry to really do anything revolutionarily different. Uh, with or just different with well, their commercials, it's, and it started with less is more, where they cut from 60 seconds to 30s. They don't play 60s anymore on Clear Channel stations, and they cut the total number of minutes. You were saying? Well, um, the thing is, is if somebody, if a smaller radio company, um, like a, you know, a single owner, a guy owns a couple of stations, if he does something revolutionary. It's, no doubtful, one knows. it's doubtful it's ever going to hit the news. Now, um, among the big boys like uh, Citadel, Cox, uh, you know, CBS, I, Cumulus, yeah. those ones. Um, yeah, you know, they're pretty much they pretty much stuck to the what Clear Channel does, and maybe they'll uh, you know when Less Is More came in, they they cut down their commercials too. And now that this comes in, I think that if well, it we works, did. we cut. Uh, I took a lead from Clear Channel, and uh, two I guess it was about a year and a half ago, we cut a minute of commercials out of the show, just because. I wanted to be as competitive as possible, and coming coming up, uh, you know, as we um, get more money in amp dollars coming in, that's going to be something we we might be able to do again in the future. Well, but we're not going to be able to been go... difficult to get a uh, program director, which is essentially what your role is on the show, to uh, cut commercials. Yeah, it's not a difficult job. <laughs> 
you know, another thing this does is almost gives the, an illusion if it, they're not, um, of that they're always live. I know that when there's pre-recorded commercials, you're just listening to something pre-recorded, but if there's a DJ on there saying this show, this next hour brought to you by that, it's almost like they're there talking to you and not pre-recorded as much. I'm sure they still will be, mm-hmm. but I know myself when I'm listening to the radio and I hear a DJ um, giving an on-air read, it really makes me feel like I'm listening to something that's going on live more. Well- the, the the your your brain's a sophisticated piece of machinery. So when uh, when you start, people get tuned into the what what a commercial sounds like, and they just and their brains disengage from what they're doing. Um, so you know when that when the sound of a commercial comes up, when the sound of that um you know the last song in that segment, and then we're gonna we're, you know be right back and or whatever whatever mm-hmm. the signals are that get people to tune out. Yeah, well, they, they stop listening because they don't want to hear that. You can say that, but uh, studies have shown that 92% of radio listeners will stay through a commercial break. They will stay, but what I'm saying, they're disengaged. They're not actually listening. They're hearing the sponsors. Uh, you know, in some cases. Well, anyway, Clear so, Channel's uh, Obviously, radio advertising works because they've been doing it for so long and companies are still buying it. I'm just saying that this is going to be more efficient. At this point, what they're going to do is they're going to shift this radio station to a maximum of four They've got four initial sponsors. I think they'll probably sell more than that. But they're giving ex- exclusivity to each um, sponsor. So if Free Talk Live wanted to buy an hour, then they wouldn't be able to s- sell any other radio shows a, a commercial. Not that, that not that we'd do that. But uh, Clear Channel's move isn't unprecedented. In 2005, three stations on Long Island owned by the Mori organization experimented with a similar model but eventually returned to conventional commercials. Quote, at a time like this, it's easier to postulate sponsorships and product placement than actually walk away from your spot advertising revenue. But if anyone can afford to walk away from that revenue, it's Clear Channel. Uh, while commercial radio stations once had automobile drivers' ears all to themselves, competition today is intense. The satellite companies Sirius and XM offer scores of non-commercial stations, and new cars are increasingly factory-equipped to play iPods and other MP3 players. A Nashville-based radio consultant says people are not as willing to listen to the commercials, and soon we'll have the Internet streaming directly into cars. Yeah, I don't think we're too far off from that. Mm-mm. We already have a handful of listeners that have their laptops and the wireless cards for like Verizon and Sprint, and they actually have Internet in their cars and can drive around with it. Especially and can listen in a to market, free talk live. A market like Texas, that's it's an, I, in a market like Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. it's not going to be too long until everyone has that. And um, another thing that, uh, that I was thinking about over the weekend is now I, I'm I'm certainly no tech guy, but they broadcast on these uh, LAN what, what is it called LAN WANs wide area networks um, just the Wi-Fi yeah is that Wi-Fi. what that is okay. say, so they broadcast on Wi-Fi and that's probably a high frequency deal so it doesn't travel very far is that the idea I guess. I don't know. I think um, there are FCC regulations that yes, prohibit Yes, there are FCC regulations, and that's what I'm getting to. What if somebody were to pirate um, their Wi-Fi, broadcast it at, say, 660 on the AM dial? Um, would, now, I know that your your car has to be able to talk back, to, yeah. um, and, and that's a problem, but wouldn't you be able to reach really, really far if you uh, put your Wi-Fi out on 660 AM, if you you know went on to some kind of... I don't think that then, would work very well. I don't... I, I don't know how well that would work. I don't um, either, but I, I'm just saying that how would you catch this person? You'd triangulate their signal? And they, you'd have to know that they were, the they were doing it, and it's not like it's on the radio. There's no way that you'd know that they were... You, you'd have you'd have to know. You'd hear some digital noise. You'd hear the, the transmission. Oh, you'd assume, know there's a transmission. You, assuming you're sitting on 660 and listening, but, right. I mean, what are most people doing in a given market? The way they find... The way they find... Well, that's true. The way they find uh, pirate stations is because... 
people in the market listen. There might just be too much noise, it, though. And then they say, um, oh, there's a bad guy broadcasting illegally on 660. Well, people wouldn't know. Not as many people would know. I don't know, Mark. You'd have to have special equipment in order to even receive that because Wi-Fi equipment's just not operating in that range. It's operating up in 2.4 gigahertz. You're All right. Well, it's just kilohertz. Just a just a thought process. Anyway, uh, he called the Dallas station sponsorship approach an interesting experiment, and I applaud them for it. The keys to give them an, give it enough time to develop it, which is hard in a world that's judged in 13 week uh, 13 week periods. The market manager for the Dallas station said that Clear Channel intended to give the experiment some time to show a profit, which is a major issue in radio today. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll flip a format. They'll flip. It's, it's what happened to us um, back when we started. Uh, when we started on an FM talk station in Sarasota, in Sarasota, Florida, the station started pulling in numbers that were kicking butt in the ratings. It took it a, it took it a year. They did give it over a year to actually you know, give it a chance to, to get hold. And it did get hold. It's just that the salespeople weren't selling it for whatever reason. They claimed they couldn't sell FM talk in the Sarasota market. And so they flipped the formats back to, to music. They never really gave it an honest shot. Well, our show had uh, started before we even really got a full book in. So, I mean, you know, obviously our show wasn't expected in the uh, st- the time slot that it was in, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday, wasn't expected to sta- to save the station at that point. Um, and how could it? We never got a chance to. And I understand the problems that they had with with the the sales department. I confronted some of those problems. So anyway, uh, corporate has insulated us from having to get everything done in the next 90 days. It's going to take a while to get the revenue model revved up, but we believe that we'll be successful in Dallas. And I think it'll be interesting and an interesting experiment to watch. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll translate well to talk radio, simply because uh, you just can't do an hour of talk radio. Uh, with no with no commercial inventory for local stations to play their ads mm-hmm. unless you are paying those local stations to air your show that'd be the only way it could work if you were like if free talk live were to go commercial free for an hour we'd have to pay our affiliate stations a portion of the the money we were getting from that revenue talk radio will always have re- recorded commercials simply because talk show hosts have to use the bathroom that's another good point yeah but nonetheless, that doesn't mean we can't cut back on them, and uh, that's something that that uh, that we're doing. And there's a premium live. position for uh, you know in 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 show ads, you know live reads. Live reads are definitely very valuable. Um, all right, so that's that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your thoughts on the radio industry today? Will it survive the onslaught of the digital revolution, or will it crumble in the next ten years? What do you think? Coming up, Fred Phelps on the VA shooting. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. And April is Financial Literacy Month, so give the child in your life financial literacy. Be they son, daughter, or sibling, a kid's journey to getting rich by Jewel Thornton teaches uh, teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. So give your special child a kid's journey to getting rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com. One. 800-657-5066. In fact, Toby, I guess you were listening uh, closely to the news break, which uh, we weren't, I guess, at the top of the hour. And uh, you heard something of actually about financial literacy and yeah, kids in America. They said that only 6.9% of uh, high school graduates um, 
seniors score a C or better in financial literacy. So <laughs> this book could definitely help some so, people out. Like a C having some kind of understanding of what's going on. It's Average it's, understanding. That's yeah, what so C is. Seven percent essentially. I don't see a C as being good. So Ed, no, no. it's not good. Not good. I can't say I remember a lot in school so, and in classes that I got seasoned. So the other way to say that would be that 93% of uh, high school graduates get Don't a get a D or an F on financial literacy, and, and this is really on the government. Benefit from this, uh, right? This I is mean. on the government's test. I can only imagine what you know if, if there were actually a market-based test. What that would be all about. Hmm. So anyway, it's bad news uh, in government schools. So you're going to have to teach your kids on your own about financial liber- uh, literacy if you ever want them to have a chance. In life, and so Jules, uh, Jules' book is a good place to start. Now then, uh, to the Virginia Tech shooting. Of course, dominated the news throughout the week last week, and they're still doing the investigation. They're investigating the the shooter, and Fred Phelps uh, has apparently come out with something to say about the situation. It's sort of in the same vein as uh, the, I guess, the position that Pat Robertson took on the tsunami. You know, in that, oh, well, they're they're a bunch of heathens, so God sent a tsunami. Or Katrina is what he. He, I think, I think he actually might have taken the position on both of them. But the apparently this is a popular position to take nowadays uh, with religious leaders, saying that well you're you're evil people, so God's punishing you. Isn't that it's, what he's doing it's here? It's the Sodom and Gomorrah kind of thought process. Um, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of their uh, their, their sinfulness, mostly their mm. gayness, and uh, God you know visited this problem. Of course, this is a very very old story, and. Uh, yeah, not a lot of evidence for it. <laughs> Anyhow, from WBBM Chicago, an anti-gay religious group known for its protesting at the funerals of American soldiers killed in Iraq is planning on appearing at services for those killed on Monday at uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, also, that's lovely. As well, yes. The Topeka, Kansas-based... You know, hold, hold on. <laughs> we're going to get into the details, mm-hmm. but a lot of people get offended that... Uh, or I, I guess a lot of people were offended that the media... We had a caller last week who said... Why are you guys talking about making political hay out of this issue 24 hours after it's happened? Doesn't that offend the families? When, and I suggested, well, maybe the family shouldn't be listening to talk radio because that's what talk radio does. But you want to talk about offensive. No, this is about as offensive Showing as it up to the funerals with protest signs saying that your children were, uh, were heathens and that's why they got killed? Now, I don't get offended by much, but this is something that would probably even bother me if I was... A uh, family member to one of the people there. Yeah, this is disgusting. The Topeka, Kansas-based Westboro Baptist Church, which is not affiliated with in any way with any national Baptist organization, mm-hmm. announces plans to protest at victims' funerals only hours after 32 people were killed in the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. There also may, um, they also may protest at other events in the Virginia Tech campus. The organization, founded and led by Fred Phelps, believes the United States has condemned itself destruction by accepting homosexuality and other sins of the flesh. Phelps' daughter, Shirley Phelps Roper, said that the uh, Virginia Tech teachers and students who died on Monday brought their fate upon themselves by not being true Christians. This woman is an awful, awful person. I've seen her interviewed. Yeah, and her her father is no better. Um, The evidence is, uh, this is more quotation marks here from uh, Ms. Phelps Roper, the evidence is that they were not Christian. Um, God does not do that to his servants. (laughs) You, does that mean Christians don't die? Christians don't well, die violently. They, if they are, they're martyrs. So I see. Nonsense. 
You don't so wait a minute. What about the girl in the Columbine shooting that was asked if she was a Christian before, or if she believed? Remember the story about the Columbine shooters asking one of the victims if she believed in God moments before executing her? She was a martyr. She said she yes. Died for, she died for God. And so okay, that's okay then. That's huh? okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, you don't need to look any further um, for evidence that those people are in hell. I guess is what she says. <laughs> um, wow. Cho, does that he, make wait wait does that make Cho an angel of uh, God? Yeah, he's the angel of death. He's visiting visited upon Virginia Tech I campus see. to uh, yeah reap reap God's vengeance upon the uh, I don't know those thirty two people. Wow, who must have been much worse than the other people in the class because outrageous. Um, Cho, the Virginia Tech uh, student responsible for the killings, who took his own life after the shootings, was sent. Now, was since Cho chose to kill himself, did he go to heaven? If he's the angel of death, presumably um, they haven't he was working that, with God. They haven't made right? that particular claim. I see. Probably because they haven't thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly these guys aren't thinking too much. I mean... I, I think they might be addled by their own incest. That's what my guess is. <laughs> well, that is a factor here. Um, <laughs> as I understand it, uh, the church that you're referencing, the Westboro Baptist Church, yeah. is made up of the family of Fred Phelps. And some good the stuff. The extended family, basically. Yeah. Okay, but, you know, he makes for good news, and uh, it, it's kind of silly. Uh, he was sent by God to punish those that were uh, killed. America, he was, there he goes. He was sent by God to punish wow, those that okay. were killed. And I America, was just speculating on that. And America as a whole for moral decline. I don't feel punished particularly, but okay. Why does, now what, is, is he suggesting that uh, God is just taking a few lives here and there to try to scare Americans back into, uh, you know, going to Westboro Baptist Church. Is that the idea? Because why not, like, go on all-out offensive? Why not take one day where, I mean, if you really want to prove that you're God and that you want people to be scared, why not um, send, like, 20 angels of death down all on the same day in order to take out 200 people across the country and have them scrawl messages in blood about Jesus and God on the walls as they're dying? Well... I mean, wouldn't this that be a little bit more this obvious? Isn't, this isn't entirely fair because everybody, Christian and uh, uh, non-Christian alike, believes that Fred Phelps is insane. Yeah. Okay, so but <laughs> with, I'm would just say trying to understand that if God, it. if God were the God that Fred Phelps believes in, he could be significantly more effective in uh, ridding the world of uh, of its worst occupants and sending them to hell. Right, and he could be more effective in converting the rest of the world into whatever religion is want. If, if he's taking that kind of active role, but he's not. He's just sort of he sends a hurricane here and he sends a you know armed killer right. over there. I mean, it, really, the God of uh, if you look at Fred Phelps's God without Fred Phelps. His narration in the yeah. process. He seems to be just a very destructive, mean individual. That, uh, but he's not as mean as he could be. Like he could be more mean. He could and be. then make the point very clear. Then you wouldn't need Fred Phelps to get on, you know, the news and point this out. Then no. it would be scrawled in blood on the walls of the school. God's more. Um, Fred Phelps's God is, is more like the God, uh, like a, a child with a magnifying glass that burns, picks out one <laughs> ant from an ant pile and burns that one ant. Here you go, you know, Fred. It's random. Here's some more attention. It doesn't matter. Right, because Fred Phelps wouldn't get any attention if God were to take the all-out approach. No, but um, in this case, with the just a uh, tragedy here, a tragedy there, then Fred gets attention. To wrap this crap up, um, the, she does. Phelps Roper does say, in fact, that uh, Cho is in hell, and but he was fulfilling the word of God, so he was a tool of hey, God. That's not that's fair. In hell. What kind of a deal is that? Apparently, God's not very fair. We're coming back with Fred more. Fred Phelps is God. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want, toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Uh, and that does include the wiki. Over 1,200 pages created by listeners just like you at wiki.freetalklive.com. It's like our listener editable version of our website. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening June 18th through the 24th. It's called Pork Fest. And at Pork Fest, you'll be able to tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own and socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. There'll be a lot of activities, too. There's, I mean, oh, my goodness. There's going to be shooting activities. There's going to be mountain climbing activities. It's a week-long activities. event. Um, there's going to be uh, probably a great deal of drinking activities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lake a little smoking that, people, that people will be uh, swimming in. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. We've never been before, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Are you going to be able to drag Laura along, or I I don't know. I mean, um, if she wants to go, she can go. She's welcome to come. If if she you going anyway, she then. likes those events. Um, okay. Generally, she just doesn't like to sit through the rhetoric, and you, you know, I mean, well, she can just hang around and pal around with people. Yeah, right? there's there's a there's a few people that she likes to hang out with uh, quite a bit and likes to see. So there's always something to do if you don't want to sit through the talks and stuff. There's there's plenty of other stuff to do there. So, Guys, if you're coming, please bring your women so that Laura will have somebody to talk to. Uh, more women, the merrier. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231 is the packet. 8.net toll free line. We're talking about uh, Reverend Phelps uh, from Westboro Baptist Church and the position that he was taking, or his church is taking, which is essentially him because it's all his family. We did a little little digging on Wikipedia here, and apparently Sky News, which is fo- basically Fox in Great Britain, claims that their church has about 150 members, while BBC claims that there are 71. According to a compilation of the names of Phelps's grandchildren and great-grandchildren, combined with his nine loyal children and their spouses, numbers about 90. So just just people related to Fred Phelps are pretty much what his church is composed of. You know, I'm, I'm beginning to feel bad for reading the story. Um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, obviously Fred Phelps is a bad guy, but he's giving him publicity. That's what he wants. He he doesn't. That, that that's what this sick sick man wants. Yeah, but I think it's important to point out how sick some people are. But he, the reason that he's doing this particular sick thing, we're not going to give him converts, Mark. Nobody's going to. Ro- he doesn't care about that. That's not what his issue is. His issue is doing sick weird things to get on television. Yeah. I mean, how could he possibly believe that he's doing the right thing? I mean, really, are, is anyone in America flocking to Fred Phelps and giving him money based on the fact that he's picketing the victims shot at Virginia well, of course Tech? Not. People, um, he's not American try- soldiers that are shot. No, I doubt that they are. And they he's aren't. not trying. He's not looking for um, for new recruits. No, he's not looking for donations. He's looking for publicity. Right for and his I'm ideas. To, I'm, I'm feeling bad for even talking about it. Well, I think it's important to talk about crazy people. Toby, what do you think? Should we have uh, ignored this issue? Hey, we talked about the crazy uh, 666 um, Christian religion, I, who actually has more followers than this, the guys who I don't remember. Oh, if you yeah, remember a few the weeks guy with back, the 666 on his chest. On their foreheads, I believe, weren't some of them there? Yeah, they're putting it on their foreheads. And too, they had right. more followers than this guy. So, yeah. That's <laughs> But true. those people aren't looking for bad 
press. I mean, they're looking for converts. And that's what I think is different here is Fred Phelps isn't looking for converts. He's like a, you know, he'd, he'd rub himself with feces and cut himself like well, G.G. Allen true believer. used to. See, there t- I think there are two types of people in the religion movement. There are the true believers, the ones that get into it because they really believe what they've been told and they want to spread their word, whatever it is, how, however vitriolic and hateful it is. Uh, they want to spread their word to other people. And then there are those who are the scam artists. I then there are those who want to cash in. Yeah. I, I think Fred F- Phelps is a true believer. I think that 666 guy was just cash trying in. to cash in. Yeah. Well, it's I, hard to tell the difference sometimes. I would say that largely that's true. I would say Fred Phelps, on the other hand, is some kind of sick exhibitionist. He does not fit into the categories that we're talking about. That's what we're used to dealing with, and that's why I forgive us for reading it on the air, because we're used to, um, we would call somebody out who's doing something wrong. But in this particular case, he wants that. Well, it says here that uh, Phelps' church has similarities to the Christian identity movement. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a fact that there are certain religions in America that take ex- very extreme positions. And I think it's interesting to point these things out um, so people can understand, the, I guess, the depths that some of these people will go to. I just find it fascinating. Yeah, I find it really fascinating, too, because this is about as far as you can go in the crazy world. And everyone yeah. else is just a degrees away. I mean, some people, absolutely none, religion doesn't dictate at all how they believe on homosexuals or the Like the Unitarians. Of, exactly. They, they embrace homosexuality. They've got a nice rainbow flag flying out, yep. out in front of their church. That's that particular church. Every church is different, but I'd say Unitarians largely are, are very, you know, pro-homosexual. Let's but, go to the phones. We've got yeah. Dave on the line okay. in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. What's on your hey, mind? Hey, this guy Phelps is a hand of evil causing contention. I would agree. He has, to remem- he has to remember that Jesus forgave the adulteress because he made everybody, all the finger pointers, real- realize that they're the sinners, too. He who and, is without and, sin cast the and first that stone? you better start loving one another, right? Because that's our only weapon against this evil that's being forced upon us religiously, politically, economically, uh, every which way we turn, there's somebody racially they're, they're trying to do with the Imus thing. See, and we as a people got to realize that these people want us to point the finger that it's the illegal immigrants' fault, it's the blacks' fault, it's the crackers' fault, it's the, it's the Islam's fault. They want us at each other's throat so that mm. they could put their foot on our throat. And that's why love is the answer, man. If we love one another and get along with one another and, and, and tell these people that it's okay if people come here to work. It's okay if people want to marry their own sex. They, they, we know it's wrong. If they want to do it and not push it on little kids and, and do wrong things, let them, let them go there. Don't, don't be causing contention amongst one another. Jesus says love one another, man. That's our weapon against this evil church and evil government that is in collusion with each other to rule over us. And we can't allow it to happen. Preach it, brother. Mm -hmm. Preach it. You know, I, I can't disagree with a word of it. I mean, I'm not a religious guy. I'm an atheist, but, uh, but I can't disagree with a word of that, Dave. And that's what Jesus was all about, man. He says, it's easy to love the one that gives you the money and the one that makes your life nice. You've got to love the one that they're telling you not to love because they want you to hate. They want, they want you to put that, 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 to carry on their evil. And we could stop it cold, man. And, and 
it, it, it's being spread throughout our own even creed of our declaration of independence that we know the certain truths we know and we hold these truths self-evident by our creator that all men are created equal and, and no man could take them away from us wow. and, and we gotta and, and even that divides the americans now because they're so afraid of freedom and they're so afraid because the government got everybody afraid at everybody else and 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 you know, you're right. sam is the one that we should be looking at and grab by the throat and 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 tell him we are uncle sam you, you you we are the people you work for us you know you're right um and that's sort of what liberty is all about and a great call dave you're on the ball tonight Man, appreciate it was it. great it's passionate uh, thank you um you know he's absolutely right and i think that that's uh, that's an important facet to uh, to liberty is Loving your neighbor enough to allow that person to have as much freedom as you want for yourself. I think that's a really that's a really caring act. You know, you may not know that. Don't person. understand that. A lot of people don't understand that they're only going to have as much freedom as their neighbor, and it's a very right. important concept to understand. But it just well, it goes right by a lot of people. <laughs> what they don't get is when they it's not just as much freedom because that that sort of mimics things. It's like telling a non-smoker they can't smoke. Well, good. That means other people can't. I'm happy about that. But that means they can't do something they don't want. Right. That means you can't eat candy bars right. or hamburgers or um, skydive, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because you can take away that person's right to smoke, they can take away your right to do whatever it is that it's you do. It's just a matter of time. Yep. Yep. And political influence and organizing and, and Dave's right. You know, the system pits interest group against interest group and promotes hatred. It promotes people not uh, not respecting one another uh, and not respecting their freedoms and just looking to control someone before they get controlled. That's what the game is today. It's control the other group before they get in control of the government and use their guns to control you first. And it's a sickness that we need to stop. 800-259-9231. But there's no point in me rehashing that. He said it well. Or on the way, you take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Call toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. And get interactive at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, for instance, becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier as over 365 of our listeners have decided to do for as little as three bucks a month. The concept's simple. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that, well, you know, we'd like to get this show on as many radio stations as possible. We've got 20 so far. We'd like that to be 200. And we can do it with your help. We can do it faster with your help. I mean, we'll get there eventually. But if you um, send us $3 a month, then there's certain things that we can do with that money that we weren't able to do before, like advertising Talkers Magazine, along with right next to the other major uh, players in the business. We can do outreach to radio stations. We can get more Internet listeners on board with the show. And the fact is, AMP is working. But it'll work better with your help as well. So help uh, head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board and learn about the program, learn about the perks you'll get access to. You get, for instance, the amplifier-only forum, chat room, and uh, the call-in lines that are reserved for amplifiers. There's more details for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Dale in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dale. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I just wanted to uh, compliment that last caller because I think he hit the nail right on the head. Man, didn't he ever? 
Oh yeah, he was great. Um, Your thoughts? We we got you know a lot of a lot of people in this country have their eyes closed as to what's going on, and uh, I'm one. I've started to wake up. I I know exactly what these people are trying to do to us. These people that run this country, mm-hmm. they despise us. Us. The All the, of the United States. Americans they hate us. Yes. They certainly don't think we're um, big kids and can take care of ourselves. That's true. They need to get their hands out of our pocket and stop and stop pushing. Well, I think what I think that um, if more people would take a position of strength against them rather than just bending over and doing as they're t- ordered to do by the government. And I'm not necessarily suggesting violence. Um, Ed Brown, for instance, he's going to be violent if they enforce if they enforce their laws on him. If they come and they try to take him from his house in Plainfield, New Hampshire, then he's going to shoot them. But I think if more yeah. people were to uh, were to stand up and just say no. Uh, you know, like the old 80s campaign, just say no to government in this particular case. If enough here's people what, did that, here, that'd, be, that'd be incredibly powerful. Here's, here's something that people get caught by. They'll have somebody say, you have to do that because it's the law, but they never go research it. If yeah, you go true. research it nine times out of ten, you'll find out it's not the law, like mandatory vaccines, for instance. Hmm. It's crap. That's true. In in my uh, health class that I'm taking in college, they were telling us that this mandatory health vaccines, and I had to correct the teacher and say, absolutely not. I'm not vaccinated. Really? Yeah, all you have to say is your parents either have a philosophical or religious um, disagreement with it, and you don't have to be. Right. doesn't sound uh, mandatory that way, does it? Well, plus... And they have to provide you a waiver. If you ask for one. I think you're right about that. And that sort of ties back into what uh, we had Robert Menard on the show from thinkfree.ca over the weekend. And I think he was sort of coming at it from that perspective in in that, you know, they claim that ignorance of the law is no excuse, yet everyone's ignorant of the law, even the bureaucrats themselves. There's no physical way one could possibly know the law. And then once you do actually dig in, you find out that not only uh, are there remedies, but there are also words that don't mean what you originally thought they meant. Like That's application right. and submission and registration, all these things sound mandatory. And well, when they you remember a few years back when President uh, Clinton said, made a statement about what the meaning of is is? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people got a laugh out of it. Well, the guy was serious because in Black's Law Dictionary, there's probably five or six different meanings for the word is right and that's the funny thing about law is they can just redefine uh, english words that most everyone takes for granted and since most people aren't lawyers they don't know better they don't have the legal training to understand what it is that, that's being put forth the all right. of these laws and and statutes and and they just presume that well we elected these people so we've got to follow whatever rules that they say uh, you know give to us and then what what they use for their uh, their reference on the rules is what the nightly news comes up with and says well today congress passed 800 new laws. Here are some right. highlights. And then they go down the list of all the new statutes that, that have been passed, and people just say, oh, I guess I can't smoke in public anymore, or whatever you guys, the laws are. If you, if you got time, do some research on this hate law that they're trying to shove through the house now. Have you heard about it, hate crime law? I'm I've not heard, sure. I've heard rumors. Uh, they're what's... trying to fast-track it through, and I, I know that's got something to do with our free speech. Oh, I'm sure it you does. You know what I mean. My, my gut feeling is 
Well, it's just it's just getting worse, and it's just so hard. I mean, it's so hard to research these laws. And besides, I take the position right. that I just don't care. I, I don't care what the laws say. I don't care what these bureaucrats write down. They're just people just like me, and they don't they're not better people than I am because some people went into a voting booth and checked a box on a piece of paper that doesn't give them authority over my life. And I want to help other people understand that these government people are just regular people too. And if people start looking at them that way and remembering that these government people are people with problems or people with conflicts or people with, you know, things in their life that they have to deal with that, you know, their S stinks too. I think that's a nice little equalizer. It helps them remember that, uh, I'm just dealing with a man wearing a robe or I'm just dealing with a man wearing a uniform and carrying a shiny badge. And I think well, that sort of shift of perspective could really help some people. Here's something on a positive note. I've noticed in my area of the country where I live, there's a few more people now more that have their eyes open they're starting to really, really take a close look at what's going on as compared to a year ago. And I think you guys have a lot to do with that. So did the other uh, alternative media on the Internet. I'm glad you guys are there. Dale, Thank thanks you. for the call. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231 to Glenn in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hey, evening, guys. Good evening, hey, Glenn. Glenn. What's on your mind? Hey. I wanted to call to respond to a caller last week. I think it was Paul in Delaware who tried yeah. to make the claim that libertarians are selfish. Yes, and I agree. And uh, I think uh, I think everyone's selfish. Should... Sorry, go ahead. I think it all the, all depends on how you define selfish. Okay. Uh, I think libertarians are responsible, self-reliant individuals who don't covet what their neighbors have. But uh, I think the real people who are selfish are uh, politicians who want to pander to the to voters to implement social agendas, you know, for power. They're selfish. Well, that, that's not fair. I mean, I, I see you're, you're just trying to redefine the word, but, you know, selfishness is doing um, what is in your perceived best interest. And in the case of the politicians, their best interest, the way they perceive it, is seeking and attaining power and then wielding uh, wielding that power over others. For you and I, selfishness would be uh, we want to go and work and get money uh, and get wealthier so we can have a more comfortable life and help our friends and family members out. Well, not so, just friends and family. I, I mean, you know, I, I do reasonably well and I help charities. out people I don't even know. Absolutely. Yeah. The problem comes in with is I is try explaining that to a socialist. Yeah. Well, the socialists, you see, they want to make sure you do it, and they'll force you to do it with a gun, and that's really the issue. I mean, aren't you, you know, you say to the socialist, aren't you a good enough person to do it on your own? And the socialist, it's the socialist that really is selfish. They're the ones that are selfish. Yep. Well, they're they selfish in that they to do what they want. Right. They're selfish in that they want to mold society into their perfect little vision for the world in complete disrespect for what other people's, uh, you know, wants and needs and, and desires might be. And libertarianism and free liberty is the only system in the free market that respects the desires and the wants of every single individual, so long as those desires aren't to kill others and harm others. You know, getting back to the giving and the charity part, um, well, I remember there was a report that came out a few months back that talked about um, how much socialists give versus um, more conservative people give, and it found that socialists give a significant amount less, less yeah. which I think is very interesting because it's almost like the socialists think that they're giving money to charity with their vote. Mm. <laughs> so, Right, well, they, they, it's probably back to that feeling of, well, I've paid my taxes why should I? Why should I pay any of these charitable organizations? Yeah, the why government should will I? take care of it. 
It's just nonsense. Sad. And the government's so bad at everything. I don't think selfish. I, you know, I, I rail sometimes about how I think the word anarchy has been ruined by popular culture. To be fair, selfishness, selfishness might have been ruined to an extent by popular culture, but I think it might be salvageable. I'm not sure about that. Glenn, your final thoughts? Uh, no, you guys pretty much covered it. Thanks, Thank you. dude. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. So speaking of socialists that uh, want to lord their rules over every single other person in America, if not the world, via the, the UN, for instance, coming up in uh, hour number three, Toby's got a story about some Hollywood socialist that happens to know, and I say Hollywood just because I guess entertainment world socialist, Cheryl Crow. Uh, who apparently knows everything about toilet paper. And, Did I get and, that right? Yes, and how you can save the world. Right, so she's got a plan that and, I'm sure she would like to implement over every single household. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because, well, the world needs saving, and only the socialists can do it, right? And a plan this dumb could only, <laughs> only be implemented with a law. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free packet 8.net line, also on the way... We might talk about a professor who's been fired in the VA case, an RIAA crackdown, and more. we got lots to go, and uh, just a, just an hour left, but still time for your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line. And it's Ian here with And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away Enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. Well, last hour we were talking about the socialist mentality, and it's not just a socialist mentality, I don't think. It's just a, a control mentality. And Socialists have it. Fascists have, the, have it, too. Uh, the mentality of, I know what's best for you, so I'm going to lobby to pass a law to control your behavior, because you're just a little baby and you just can't control yourself. You need a mommy government here. That's right. It it seems like uh, you know the socialists are probably the worst as far as the nanny state thing goes. You can't take care of yourself, that kind of thing. Um, I would say conservatives are are bad in that respect too, because well, you can't decide what to put in your body, and you can't decide with whom you want to uh, you know spend the night with or or whatever. Sure. I mean, so we could go down the laundry list, but now there's someone who has got a vision for America. Her name is Cheryl Crow. You may know her from she her... She can sing, and that's really a benefit. She, I think she's an all right singer. If, mm-hmm. it, if it wasn't for her singing, I don't think anyone would have Pay ever attention. heard this. No, she'd <laughs> just be nobody. This from People News. Songstress Cheryl Crow is calling for a limit on toilet paper. The green-minded <laughs> singer Crow has said a ban on using too much toilet paper should be considered to help environment, according to the BBC. Now, hold on just a second. Is, is she helping the environment because... Of what the, to- the toilet the trees, paper does Mark, it po- the poison the environment, or are we talking well, about uh, you know because you use trees to make toilet paper? She doesn't actually say why she hates toilet paper, oh. but she knows that using less will make the everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's good to know things like that. Just, uh, just I say just use for more. Anybody who's listening that thinks for a second that using paper is bad, 
It's not. Um, it's worse to recycle paper than to throw it away. It's true. It, it really is because when you recycle paper, you have to you know you have this bleachy, sludgy crap um, in order to turn the paper into something usable after right. that. Um, now, I wouldn't say that there's certain types of recycling that work. You know, the, the cellulose, uh, where they use that for insulation in homes and that kind of thing. It's just chopped up newspaper. That's great. Good use. But uh, you're better off setting paper on fire. If than, there's uh, any reason to use less toilet paper, I'm actually, I was kidding when I said use more of it. I, I just meant in general, if you use more paper products, they'll plant more trees. It's just a fact. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, we eat potatoes every day, but then nobody's talking about there's going to be a, a <laughs> d- potato shortage. Look, trees are simply a product. They're produce. Right. If people use them, people plant them. That's why they have tree Farms. If there's any reason to use less uh, toilet paper, and we'll get back into the story here, uh, but if there's any reason to use less, it's financial. It's economic. Um, in that, for instance, I used to have a house with a uh, with a septic tank, and you use more toilet paper, the tank fills up faster. Yeah. Uh, if you use more toilet paper in your daily life, you're going to get a higher sewer bill because they charge, I think, where I come from, they charge six times as much for sewer as the incoming water. Yes. So the more stuff that you got flowing out through your pipes, the more you're going to get charged on your, your monthly bill. But it doesn't have anything to do with environmental issues. Like I said, the, the economy, the marketplace, uh, businesses will plant more trees Seems according like to what's necessary. You'd actually be doing good for people because you're giving the septic guy a job. Yeah, that's true. In an unheard of celebrity tutorial on mindful, earth-friendly tips, Crow suggested using only one square per restroom visit, except, of course, for those what? pesky ta- occasions where two or three may be required. What kind of... Now, I, now we've got to be careful with this, guys, because the FCC doesn't like talk about defecation and that sort of thing. You have to be, have to be very clinical here. We can't be seen as pandering to the lowest common denominator by sure, talking right. about bowel movements. Um, because, you know, for some reason, that's funny. Um, anyway, so she's talking about one piece of one toilet paper. One square. Now, the si- I don't know what size kind of, of your hand. Maybe she, is this like, is she trying to promote the myth that women have just sort of like <laughs> women don't go uh, number two? Is that like, I mean, I just don't understand. What sort it. of dainty bowel movements does this woman have? I I don't know. I would I would be very upset if I was um, only allowed <laughs> one square of toilet paper uh, per I'd visit. I'd be crusty if I were only allowed one square of toilet paper. <laughs> I would take a lot more How showers and therefore this? waste water. <laughs> yeah. How would you ever enforce this? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> right. Maybe you'd have to have... totally out of the the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe there'd be a ma- here's my idea for enforcement. Maybe she could mandate that uh, toilet paper vending machines be installed in every uh, public bathroom stall. That way, you'd have to you know insert a quarter or something like that every time you wanted to get one sheet, and it wouldn't allow you to have more than one sheet in a, in like a five minute sitting. Well, Maybe I that think would- that there's a good chance that people uh, at that point would cease to use public bathrooms. <laughs> I think you're or, right, or bring their own toilet paper. That with too. Them. Crow completed a tour while traveling on a biodiesel-powered bus. She teamed up with environmental activist Lori David for the shows. I propose limiting the uh, limitation be put on how many squares of toilet paper can be used in one <laughs> sitting. I have spent the better part of this tour trying to t- come up with easy steps uh, that we can all be a part of for the solution of global roar- warming, oh. Crow said. <laughs> I'm all for uh, That's going to stop the earth from getting warm? Easy steps and all that crap. But I... I gotta say that this sounds more like the environmentalist feel-good nonsense. Well, she she understands that some people may be skeptical. Although my ideas yeah. are in the oh, earliest yeah. stages of development, put me in that They category. are in my mind, 
and they are worth worth investigating. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow will fix all of our environmental problems. Yeah, she and, is nuts. You know, not only is she going to just uh, go after toilet paper, she also wrote on her website um, a little thing about napkins. Napkins, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crow has also commented on her website about how she thinks napkins are, quote, represent the height of weight f- wastefulness. Yeah, wiping up, your face is the height of wastefulness. Yep. And proposes a clothing line with a dining sleeve that asks, uh, acts as an ersatz napkin. Nice. What? They, she wants you to wipe your uh, face on your on your sleeve. <laughs> how do you take this seriously? I, I, I mean, Fred Phelps is one is, thing. How but, can she take this seriously? Yeah. And she's actually going around promoting this like, to to crowds of people. I would love to see just. I, I'd love to have just a camera, just to walk around a video camera, walk around the uh, the concert, just interviewing people. So, what do you think about Cheryl's idea? You know, try to act like you're kind of behind it and see what their response is. Well, whatever it is, they think it's great if they're at her concert. I don't know if that's true. Come on. Yeah, they might just like her music, Mark, and they might be just appalled at her crazy ideas. <laughs> They're not appalled at her crazy ideas. Wouldn't if, you be? If they went in the restroom at her concert and yeah. found only one sheet of toilet paper, I think they'd get appalled pretty quickly. <laughs> I, I don't, you yeah, know, well, that's, what do you that's say how to that? You, that's how you apply, um, you know, that's how you get rid of the whole program. Let's try this. What do you, yeah, what do you say to something like that besides, you're nuts, lady? Um, well, you're you crazy. Say, you could say, yuck. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not somebody who's Ms. I am, I'm very far from Ms. Manners, okay? I am not Ms. Manners. I don't care about uh, most of the old silly rules. Like, you have to have your fork on the left and the knife. And, I think I've even got it backwards. I don't really even know where the forks and the knives and the spoons go. Like, I think they say you're supposed to have the fork on the left side. Uh, no, I'm right-handed. I want my fork to be on my right side. Why do I have to follow all these silly little manners rules? But... But I, I could see that, you know, wiping your nose and your mouth on your sleeve would be a little you know, a little on the gross side. Yucky. It's kind of uh, unattractive. You know, yeah. I don't want to look at that while I'm uh, while I'm eating dinner. Now, now that we moved up here to New Hampshire, Mark, from Florida, we get mm-hmm. to experience all these new warm clothes and things. And they sell gloves with a, a little nose wipey thing on them. And that makes sense because... If they you're sell out gloves with a nose wipey thing? Yeah. Well, I've lived here and I've never even seen those. <laughs> I, I think that he's mist- mistaken um, some some other thing. Well, on Julia, the Julia told me that's what it is. So she used to live up north. That's I trust little, her. That's a little game she's playing with you. No, man. There's this little spot on your thumb area, which is, is uh, it's, it's a different material from the rest of the glove. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that when you're outdoors in the cold, your nose runs, right? Mm-hmm. And if you've got big bulky gloves on and it's really cold out, you don't want to take off right. your gloves to go and fish around for a tissue, you know, then wipe and then put the gloves back on. You just wipe on on the glove, but you know, then you're just dealing with a little bit of uh snot and it's in a it's in a place that's not so conspicuous. So I don't think that that's a big deal. But wiping your uh, mouth on your sleeve, yuck. This is just how crazy some of the suggestions that these global warming conspiracy people are coming up with. Yeah, right. What's next? (laughs) Imagine if this woman was elected president or uh, if people took her seriously and legislation was proposed and passed that somehow, I don't know how they would do it again, legislated the amount of toilet paper you could use. Outrageous. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. A uh, pretty neat email coming up. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. 
your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both for free, freetalklive.com. Give the child in your life financial literacy. Be they son, daughter, or sibling, A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 800-657-5066. 800-657-5066. All right. Coming up here, uh, we've got... I just, just during this break, stumbled across a, a hilarious hit piece on Free Talk Live. Actually, it's not really that funny, but it's funny in that the uh, it's so bad. It's mm-hmm. just a bad, bad hit piece. Uh, so we'll get to that. But first... Uh, Free Talk Live positive email from your email box, Mark. Yep, I've got one here. Um, He would like to remain anonymous, so I'm just getting started. I just wanted to let you know that what you do is really reaching people. I wrote a little about myself here, past and present. I don't know if you'll have time to read this, as I'm sure you're busy, but here it is just the same. Here's my personal story. Until I began listening to your show, I was a very different person. I was very Republican. I wanted a wall on the Mexican border. Mm. I felt that shooting them was the correct and necessary action in order to clean up our streets. I wanted to become a cop so that I could catch those damn wetbacks and throw druggies in jail. Oh, my. I was very authoritarian-minded and wanted the power of a badge and gun to push people around. Mm. Um, Which is common. I I believe that a lot of cops think that they're doing the right thing. They believe that force solves problems. Yeah, you have to be tough in order, you know, it's tough love, man. Got to do what you got to do to clean the streets up. I was yeah. With, you love someone by shooting them. What? I was with the local police. Um, well, the, it's not them. It's loving the nation. Oh, I see. Nation's more important. Right. I was with the local police department for a few years in their explorer program, and later as an intern. I found a lot of enjoyment in riding with cops, watching them pull over people, minding their own business, and handing mm-hmm. them tickets for not wearing a seatbelt. That'll or show them whatever else they could find or make up. I thought it was fun to put kids in handcuffs in the back seats for just smoking some pot. Hey, this is great fun, I thought. It's true. They get their jollies off of these sorts of things. They really do. Mm. I I just wanted to do that job. I was very racist. I hated blacks, Mexicans, Asians, and Jews. That backs up my my supposition that many police officers are the same way, and that's why you see a, a disproportionate number of blacks and Hispanics in the jail cells of America. Simply Not a because disproportionate amount of Jews, though. It's harder to identify them, <laughs> simply because there are so many people like this with this mentality of uh, they just they just hate people for being different, and they've got authority, so they're going to use that to uh, to arrest people. I think there's a might be a lot of other things that go into it, but that definitely could be a component. It's a fact. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that go into it, but it is a component. if there's a racist behind the wheel of a police car, and he see he sees two vehicles, both of them are breaking the law, and one's driven by a black man, and the other's driven by a white white female, you tell me what his choice will be. Go ahead. As you can probably guess by process of elimination, I'm white. I hated all of them and thought they were the scum of the earth. I felt they needed to be dealt with, and they were, in some way, undesirable. Just another reason for me wanting to be a cop, as I'd have power over these people. Mm. And you want another another thing? A lot of cops felt the same way as I did. Yep. That's that's his statement. That's from him being on the inside and talking to those guys. 
I started listening to your show a few years ago, and in that short time, I've turned myself around into, I think anyway, a principled libertarian. I embrace very much the ideas of freedom and the free market. I give everyone the same chance, no matter what color they are, because colors don't define you. You define yourself. Wow. I definitely do not want to be a cop, and yes, I'm moving to New Hampshire as soon as possible. Awesome. I wanted you to know that your show and message is reaching people. I was one of the worst, I'd say, and it reached me and changed me into someone respectable. If I can be helped, I think almost anyone can. The message of freedom and liberty helped me to see how small and petty I was and how big I could be. It showed me new doors, new paths on which to embark. Ones, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choking up, choking up. It is, you darn good. Ones that were far more respectable than the one I had been on. For bringing me this message of freedom, I wish to say thank you. It's amazing all the good that can be found in the simple idea of liberty. Oh, and as an amplifier, can you please upgrade me to gold? Very nice. Uh, yeah. I, it's, he deserves a little bit of this. Yeah, that's a great email. What a fantastic Feels story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things that keep, keep us doing this show, Dinah, yeah. too. You know, it's, it's amazing to think that it has this kind of effect, but we get these all the time. Well, uh, they do come in, and what's more amazing is that they come from all over the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, you know, this guy, and my applause is on loop, uh, <laughs> we've got this guy who was of the rightist category, he was of the fascist mold, uh, who has had a complete turnaround, and then we've got other listeners who are of the socialist mold. Yeah, that's I mean, where I actually came from. Avowed socialist. I don't know if you were well, an avowed, avowed socialist. I was, I was a confused socialist. Right. If you were someone who just graduated from the socialist education <laughs> exactly. system. Uh, but but I'm talking about an avowed socialist who essentially, you know, uh, was Niall in Utah, who mm-hmm. called in to tell us that, he tried his damnedest to logic his way out of the points right. that we were making. I mean, Niall, Niall's one of those guys that prides himself on his logic and his ability to reason through, through things. And we punched so many holes in socialism that, man... He was reeling. He yeah. couldn't... You, you, you just can't. Now, we can definitely talk to that person. We can definitely appeal to people on a logical basis... You know, I, p- people that are on a more emotional basis, it's it's harder. Uh, your your yeah. formula for that is, is, is more difficult. But yeah. I think that uh, we get through to lots of people. I think anyone who likes logic really is a great candidate to hear the message of freedom and liberty. Mm. So. But even in the, in the case of this gentleman who emailed, his previous positions weren't based on, you know, they certainly weren't based on logic. They well, were based on emotion well, in that I hate those people. No, no, a lot no. of racism is actually based on a form of logic. Well, it's it's just a flawed form of logic. You're told that these people are bad. Here's some here's some statistical proof. Um and there you go. Hmm. That's not it's not difficult. I mean, you, we we've read things on air where you're talking about uh, you know, um what is it? One out of four black men between the ages of you know this and that are um, in jail on probation. Or, that must mean they're bad. Yeah, therefore they are bad. Right now, it doesn't mean, true. of course, that uh, you know the laws are being uh, enforced against them selectively, selectively, and for, by guys like uh, who he used to be mm-hmm. and who he encountered the, at the police departments. And uh, so, just an amazing story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, it really is. And what I thought really was important about that is he pointed out that he'd been listening for a period of time, a mm-hmm. couple of years. It, these things take time, right? You know, if your friend is of a similar mindset and he doesn't really seem to be moving in the right direction, that's all right. Let him come when he's ready, because eventually, 
eventually, as more people start coming over to the liberty movement, this will become cool. It will become hip to be involved with the liberty movement. I might argue it already is. It's just most people don't know that yet. Yeah, I think younger people, it's easier to um, get the message across to them in a quicker way. But for some older people like my parents, I'm going through a process very slowly. And they're starting to see over the course of it's been a year now that I've been explaining uh, the philosophy to them. And it is working. Well, they've just been, you know, they've had more years to solidify their indoctrination. So that's one of the reasons why it's more difficult. Younger people, they've only been indoctrinated for so long. And so it doesn't take as long to reverse it. More on the way you can take control of the airwaves. Bring whatever you want. Our hit piece is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we've got the bulletin board system. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. There are over 200,000 posts on the site, uh, and uh, there are 1,300 people interacting on the page or on the uh, on the bulletin board system and it's all completely free at bbs.freetalklive.com the free state project's porcupine freedom festival better known as Porkfest, is june 18th through the 24th at Porkfest, you'll be able to talk to new hampshire natives and those who've made the move and attend leadership and activists um, training seminars register today at porkfest.com that's p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com porkfest.com 800-259-9231 uh, again, our website's freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to Jared in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Jared. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind? Well, I just want to say I had sort of a similar story as the guy who wrote that um, email. Hmm. I don't I don't think I was quite as, as bad as he was. Um, you didn't want to be a cop and, cracking skulls? No. Well, actually, I did want to be a cop. Hmm. I came very close to going to police academy, actually. And... Uh, Right around the time I was thinking about that, I started listening to Gardner Goldsmith's show. Ah. His first show when he was in Manchester, because mm-hmm. I live in the Seacoast area. And um, Wait, are you in Maine? Or, hold on a second. Are you in Maine or New Hampshire? List you as, I'm uh, in Maine, but I'm in southern Maine. I'm, like, right on the border. I see. Gotcha. And I was in Kittery at the time that I'm talking about, which is, like, border Right there. So you came across our friend Gardner Goldsmith and his great show, Against the Grain, and uh, mm-hmm. that helped you out? Yeah, it really did. I just, I started... The guy before him uh, was a, you know, your typical Republican talking head sort of guy, and he, uh, they fired him, I guess, and, and then Garda came on, and I started listening to his show, and it just started making sense. I just started hearing all these things that I'd never heard before, and eventually, it's funny, because you sort of realize, I never thought I, of myself as being a racist because I wanted to wall Mexico in, but once you start to realize the concepts of freedom and why certain things are are against freedom, against liberty. Right. Once you apply le- um, freedom to the solution uh, to the issue of uh, immigration, the only thing you're re- left with after that, it seems to me, is bigotry. Well, I don't right. know. I, he- I don't know about that. I mean, you could still be. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a racist to be a xenophobe, but it seems to the seems to go hand in hand. Well, here's what I think. I think just 
it, it's not necessarily that you're a racist if you're a Republican and you're and you uh, want to keep the so-called illegal immigrants out. Mm-hmm. You just you're not thinking like that. But once you realize why it's wrong, you sort of realize that it is xenophobic, even if it ne- wasn't necessarily what was going through your head at the time. Right. And so how did you how did you, you make the jump? Mexican. I'm just curious. How did you make the jump from Gardner Goldsmith uh, over to Free Talk Live? How did you find Free Talk Live? I honestly don't remember how I actually found Free Talk Live. I, I really it. don't. I just started listening though, and uh, and you guys actually sort of took it even further because once Gardner moved up north, I couldn't hear his show anymore, and I started listening to your show, and um, it's sort of giving me even more ideas. So, so I, I take it you're a member of the Free State Project. You'll be moving to New Hampshire eventually, right? I am. I am, yeah. Fantastic. Jared, thanks we'll for the call. The we really appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It sounded like he was saying it was going to be soon, yeah. uh, which is great, because there are a lot of people that are going to be on their way here to New Hampshire within the next two years. In fact, I mean, at this point, it's within the next year and a half, basically. By the end of 2008 is when a 1,000 new, a uh, 1,000 people are expected to be in the state. And I would guess we're going to have more than who originally pledged coming uh, sooner rather than later. Well, because, because the pledge made it. Right, the pledge made it, and things are just going to get more and more exciting up here. And the more things happen, the more buzz is going to be created. The more people are going to say, screw this, staying wherever I am. I'm moving to New Hampshire to be part of this movement. I, I completely agree. The yeah. snowball is starting to roll down the hill. and I wish that it would, I wish that it would have uh, happened. This year would have been last because... Oh, man, yeah. would have um, been last week. This year would have been last. Right, we, we need the reinforcements there a, now. There was a backlash. It is going to get a little worse before it gets better. There, there, there was a backlash against the Republicans, as everybody knows, nationwide. So the Democrats got voted in in to to some majority here in New Hampshire. Yeah, and there's going to be some anti-freedom legislation that's going to slip through the cracks. It's already we, started. There's only 200 free staters in the state at, at this point, and we simply couldn't handle all of it. Um, I suspect we need you. ISIS, yeah, we do, really. Yeah, there's more reps than there are free staters so I mean, at this point. It, it won't stay that way, but for now, right. we need the people. You know, there's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be people moving here. We're going to have handled it. We're going to get better. But this is essentially the first real, this is it's certainly my first um, year in, in um, taking a stand for, for liberty here in New mm-hmm. Hampshire. And it's, you know, we're probably going to lose seatbelts and smoking in bars. Uh, well, we'll find out, and of course we'll bring in the news. As but I'll comes. tell you, in New Hampshire, the way New Hampshireites are about things, that will guarantee that the Democrats don't get in power for another hundred years. And hopefully, we can roll back. And on it's been a hundred years soon, too. I mean, it, it was it, basically a hundred. I, I, I might be exaggerating. So the last time the Democrats were it's in been power, eighty-seven years at least. So the last time they were in power, they were a little bit more liberty-friendly. So uh, we'll keep you informed as to the developments here in New Hampshire, and, and I would imagine that if the smoking ban passes that we might see some civil disobedience on that, which could be interesting. I sure hope so. Because that hasn't happened, really, in any of the other states. Not, not, not much. There have been a few examples here and there. But some smokeasies popping up. Yeah. I'd really like to see some just out-and-out civil disobedience on that particular issue if it, uh, if it comes to fruition. Of course, now they're even throwing around the idea of an income tax. I don't know how effective. I don't know if they're actually going to make that happen. I hope they don't. Uh, but nonetheless, things will get and perhaps get a little bit worse before they get better. But the more liberty-loving people that move in here, the more difficult the job for the socialists is going to be. 
the more likely the socialists, I hope, will just throw in the towel and say, yeah, let's move to, to Vermont. Vermont's this one state over. And, we, you know, and, and, you know, I was talking about some of the battles that we're going to lose. We're going to win. Um, we have won the uh, real ID. And there's That's some true. other areas that I, you know, I wasn't ready for this uh, particular, <laughs> um, you know, thing. But we've won quite a few battles here, um, just with the 200 of us in the state. Yeah, it's, the, the, the activism, the, the level of activism here is amazing. And it's only going to get better. I, I point the out the level of activism in New Hampshire in general is amazing. I yeah, I mean I I love pointing out um, the level of media that we have here in Keene. Mm-hmm. In Keene, little you know thirty thousand people in during the day. You're exaggerating. Here. No, I thought you said it was thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand during the day um, of people moving in is the, a number I've heard and I like it. So um, you know we've got a we've got a a newspaper. Published by Free Staters, mm-hmm. we've got Free Minds TV, which is Toby's uh, Toby's television show. That's on here, and it's I mean you get recognized all over all over town, which is amazing. That's right. And uh, the production values continue to increase. You mm-hmm. guys have done 17 episodes now, which is awesome. Yeah, there's a little bit of delay on getting the last couple online, but they should be up shortly. Right. I know that there are the, you know I think the uh, the online versions get a couple hundred views, which you know that's. A wow. couple hundred people that wouldn't have seen it otherwise, so it's worth putting uh, putting these shows online. Eric Scott, he's a libertarian now, on the air mostly, locally. I'm sorry to um, stop uh, you know talking about Eric Scott, but is that mostly people that we've we've sent there? Freaking is that mostly? I have the slightest FTLs? clue. Okay. It's people on YouTube. It could I've, be anybody. I've okay. gotten a couple emails from people who said they just Googled libertarianism and found our show and such. So, but I think a lot of them are people going from right. Freaking. It's tagged where if you Google or if you uh, put. Liberty into YouTube, it'll probably come up. So uh, there's there's Free Minds TV. There's your television show, Mark, which mm-hmm. is premiering this week. Should be. And we're hoping to get that online on Freekeen as well at Freekeen.com so people around the world can watch it. I don't see why it wouldn't go there. And so the, you've got two TV shows now, mm-hmm. plus there's also other Liberty things running don't on that forget, same we, channel. We, we mentioned Eric Scott, but um, you know there's two radio shows, two TV shows. Um, Right. A newspaper. How much more do you there's want? A, in there's a, town a liberty. Of there's a liberty-friendly reporter at the other paper. Right. There was but a the, quote from Larkin Rose, the anti-tax, the tax freedom ad- advocate. There was a quote from him on the front page of the newspaper here, and this newspaper isn't exactly liberty-friendly, but nonetheless, there's just sort of this general liberty mentality here that is just something you can't find anywhere else, and you and can't find this level of liberty media anywhere. That's that's the single biggest issue in dealing with socialists and fascists is to get them to understand the concepts of liberty mm-hmm. in New Hampshire largely they get it well they're getting there that's no, no sure. i'm not they 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 haven't moved as far away from it either right that's true uh it's an it's certainly a, a better starting point for this particular movement that's why New Hampshire was chosen far and above all the other states and so if you want to learn more go to freestateproject.org better yet go to freekeen.com to see what we're up to here locally because i think it's pretty exciting more on the way including the hit piece coming up this is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net, toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, where we invite you to enjoy the website all completely free. Those other radio talk shows want to charge you for it. Their sites, we do it for free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support us by going and purchasing some stuff at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you shop through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of whatever it is you buy. So whether it be uh, oh, their huge selection of books, DVDs, office products, or their grocery store, there's 40 categories. Anything you buy, Free Talk Live gets a, a, a fairly, I would say, fairly generous percentage of. And so it's a great way to get the shopping done, get the stuff you need for, for life, 
And, I mean, you're going to buy this stuff anyway. Why bother leaving the house? Why bother, you know, fighting traffic? Why bother going to the store? It's right there, a few clicks away, and Free Talk Live benefits. So, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist mm-hmm. in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Gene. Hey, have you ever heard of stupid uh, bureaucrats? I've heard lots about them. There are plenty of them. We do the show based on that. (laughs) What about them? Well, we've had a little bit of a problem with uh, stupid bureaucrats in the the, uh, embassy in Beijing. My wife's parents are trying to come over to visit. Hmm. And it's not like they haven't been here before. They've made probably six trips in the last ten years to come over here, or 13 years. And uh, so they've been here several times. And they've always gotten a visa without too much trouble, although they do make you go down in person and apply and, you know, wait in line. And it usually takes an all-day process to get a visa to come visit the United States. Well, now, um, this last time, they granted my wife's father visa on the first trip down there. But my wife's mother, they said, no, you have to come back and bring a bunch of supporting paperwork. And uh, hmm. what they needed, they needed financial statements from myself and my wife and a whole bunch of other ridiculous papers they wanted, tax returns, wow. all this garbage just for them to get a visa to come over and visit. So we mailed all that over there. It took about two weeks. And then, of course, they're worried about whether she's going to get approved and all this garbage. She had to go all the way back to Wuhan, which is an overnight train trip, and all the way back to Beijing, which is another overnight train trip back. Um, they just love extent. doing this stuff. They love putting up all these hurdles for people to jump yeah. through. Because they just don't great. want you to do any. They don't want to have to do the work. And right. somebody thought it would be a great idea to control this. Right. And it's, it's all a control scheme is all it is. They just want to exercise their control over you. That's, that's the old saying that um, uh, absolute, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. These well, you people know. got... A little tiny bit of power, and they push you around yep. like you're some kind of worm. You know? Well, you know that it's not just China. It's uh, it's actually going on in Canada as well. And America. And America. Now America um, requiring passports in order to re- re-enter the country. And I know we're going to be talking about this with Julia one of these Fridays as uh, she's planning on going up to see a a, 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 a musical um, performance up in, in Canada, essentially a, a big party, a big rave, and... There are new rules, or I guess the rules are a little bit old, but they're being enforced now, allegedly, that say that if you've got a conviction in America, then you have to go through this incredibly uh, just onerous process where you have to get an FBI crime report on yourself, which, of course, takes six to eight weeks in order to get. You've got to get this FBI crime report. You've got to get the bureaucracy that originally charged you with the crime that you had. In her case, it's, you know, marijuana possession. Uh, but, you know, you've got to get the original bureaucracy to show evidence that you were charged and convicted and, you know, and served time and that you're not on probation. And and you've got to file a $170 application fee. That's just the apl- oh. application fee. It doesn't guarantee you're going to actually get approved. And it doesn't yeah, matter what the crime is either. My fr- I went up to Canada with my friends a couple of years back and um, turned away because one of them had a D- DWI about six years prior. Really? To that. So they did check you. They are checking people. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have been before. So Well, one of the, one of the tricks that they use for this checking thing, and Gina, I'm sorry um, that everybody's okay. walking all over you. 
is yeah. um, one of the tricks is the first thing they do is ask you, have you ever been convicted of such and such? Mm. This is what happened to me at the uh, Canadian border. Um, I wouldn't have had any problem at all if I would have just answered to that question and repeat after me, everybody in the audience, have you ever been convicted of a crime? No. Just say no. But then you could, be, you could be convicted of lying to No, them. there's no lying conviction, Ian. Yeah. But uh, these people that are giving my wife's parents the hard time are U.S. bureaucrats. They're oh not Chinese. Oh, it's, I'm it's sorry. Because, I thought it was the Chinese government. No, because you have to go to the, your, the U.S. embassy to get your visa to come to the United States. Oh. And it's, and it's the U.S. idiot bureaucrats that are making it so hard for people to come here to visit. Now, it's not like... These people are young teenagers that might get married and get pregnant. Right. They're, they're old, retired people coming over here to visit family. Amazing. Now, the stupid part of this whole thing is that these bureaucrats are chasing Chinese tourists out of this country. Now, there's a lot of rich Chinese over there that are, uh, you know, they're up-and-coming, affluent Chinese, and they're looking for places to go vacation. Guess where they're going? Elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere. America's already to... having problems um, based on their relationship around the world, and right. this is really what we need now. It's not just yeah. China. Uh, we've reported that, I mean, they're doing this all over the world, and they're making it more difficult, and more and more travelers, both business and recreational travelers, are just saying, screw this, I'm going to Australia land, or somewhere a else. Chi- a lot of the Chinese are, going to, are getting a, a British uh, visa and going to London, and from London, due to the EU now they can just drive from one state to the other without Take a, train. a visa. Sure. It's just like driving from Colorado to California. Yep. So Gene, now, it's, it's a sad situation that's hurting the uh, the tourism industry already in America, and eventually that's going to come down to bite the rest of us, and it's 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 sick. And, and thanks, and let us know if they ever actually make it through the uh, the bureaucratic oh, they, morass. She got approved yesterday, finally. Oh, okay. oh, that was the whole thing. She finally went down there, and within they asked her three questions and said, boom, you're approved. They didn't even look at any of the stupid paperwork they asked for. God, amazing. Thanks for the call, Gene. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Figures that it would be the uh, the U.S. bureaucracy. So here's the hit piece that I just happened to discover during the show tonight. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a little incoherent, but here we go. From Zionist Anti-Communist. So here is Genesis Communication Network, a Western leftist, faux rightist propaganda outlet defending the likes of Tokyo Rosie O'Donnell, which, by the way, um, we did not defend on our show. Uh, I think Rosie's a sicko, big government freak. Now what the Genesis Communications Network, which, by the way, is the network that we are, we're on, um, that the radio stations pick us up off of, is promoting are the likes of faux rightist conspiracy monger Alex Jones and other sorts of themes on how America is under a Nazi dictatorship while pays very little attention to the military pact between former Soviet Russia and communist China. The symbol on the left of my blog is that of Free Talk Live, which is also linked with Genesis Communications Network, to where Free Talk Live has invited the likes of Cindy Sheehan to often make her anti-American statements. Often? We've been on the air for five, going on five years. She's been on once. That's often? And she was on for ten minutes, one of our shortest interviews of all time. Okay. Uh, so you'll figure out what this guy's doing to uh, his for his research here in a few moments. To often make her anti-American statements, and it's also linked with the faux-rightist Republican Liberty Caucus. Faux-rightist, Mark. Well, I, 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 what is faux-rightist? I don't know. I don't know. He's just making <laughs> that crap up. It's, where, it's also linked with Ron Paul and the pro-Soviet Justin Raimondo. 
Uh, which okay, Ron Paul, he says nothing about. Who is Justin Raimondo? Justin Raimondo is the guy behind antiwar.com, ah. which is a, a really great website You're for right. resources uh, against, against war. war. It should also be of note that Free Talk Live is also supportive of legalizing marijuana, mm. something to which CFR member George Soros is backing. Okay, um, I don't know who George. I know who George Soros He's is. He's an never evil seen a billionaire. Yeah, he, like, he has a lot of money, and uh, Republicans don't like him. Um, George Soros has given given none to me. Yeah, I can assure you. Where's my cut? Uh, yeah, please, uh, George Soros, write me a check. We and, want to legalize marijuana. And but the thing is, is he's you know he's he's really understating it here. I don't want to legalize marijuana. I want to legalize all drugs. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's clear this guy has never listened to the show. In fact, no. let, uh, we've, we're short on time. But let me continue with the hit piece. He's got firm links. The Free Talk Live has firm links with the Marijuana Party of Canada and the Libertarian Party of Canada. Really? Where? I mean, I understand he's getting most of his information just by looking at our website, but where are those links on our website? Is he pulling that from the wiki page? Is that on our wiki page? I don't know. Anyway, along with establishing links with the Libertarian Party of the USA, what else about Free Talk Live is that it, live is that it gave a platform for Jack Thompson, who calls for government intervention against violent video games and has attacked the reason why the Beltway snipers did what they did on video games, something that should certainly expose the Libertarian Party and, along with Free Talk Live and GCN, to be a faux-rightist, as well as promoters of openly leftist ideals. And then he goes on to talk about how we're supporting Jack Thompson. Not... Try listening to the interview, Jack Ball. There are so many contradictions in that. He just doesn't. Jack Thompson is the only interviewee who's ever hung up on Free Talk Live because we pissed him off so much. Anyway, just a miserably uh, put-together hit piece uh, and just shoddy work. And, of course, I left a comment, which he has to approve. We'll see if he does it. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 